0: Hey, hey, hey how are you hope you're safe here too no we're not fit or even sporty but here we are with episode
1: 40 complete with sirens in the background as well <laughs> this is it's very reflective of the state of the state i think so we should keep that um this is episode 40 uh, rate and review us on iTunes follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604 you can catch us as you are currently are well, wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and Apple um, yeah, fun 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 <laughs> You're listening to Yellow Packaging
0: by Justlin and Colton, For two Asians born and raised in Vancouver.
1: Living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority.
0: Our podcast is about nothing.
1: About something.
0: And about everything.
1: We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city,
0: and how that relates back to our place in a Western society.
1: So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get
0: a new view on what it's like. To
1: live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello. Hey, 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 yeah. Welcome back. Hey,
0: yes, look at us. And We're back.
1: Still recording from home because the yeah. library is still closed.
0: They did send out a survey trying to get, see um, what it takes for you to come back. But that um, was what like it two weeks ago. They're like, how comfortable are you with this? How about this? How about this? And I was like, no, 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 not <laughs> satisfied.
1: So you're contributing to it. Still well, that's how close. I feel.
0: I don't know if I would be comfortable. Like, no one's taking temperatures. Like, yeah. it's just sort of if you're not feeling well, don't come in. But all kids are welcome. And I feel like <laughs> kids carry all the diseases,
1: yeah, so but there, I would
0: say no to that.
1: Aren't they most immune to it as well? Well, not immune to it, but least likely to get infected by it.
0: Didn't you see there was like a bunch of cases in the states with children with a form of COVID? Some oh, kids yeah. died.
1: Somebody told me, yeah, it's like the, the it has mutated into something else now that's affecting kids, right?
0: Yes. So hide your wife, can... hide your kids. <laughs> Especially the wives, they get crazy yeah. when they get COVID. No, exactly. they don't. They get fasty. No, that's not a. Um... They
1: turn into Karens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is actually not a real symptom. Man. I don't want to be spreading rumors here.
1: So do you feel like 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 Vancouver's handling it really well but do you feel like the hype at least in Vancouver of COVID is slowly dying down?
0: Yes, I do feel that i feel that in myself too and there's moments i have to just check myself it's not like i can go have a birthday party at the park with you know 50 of my closest friends and all of us get together like i'm still like okay it's kind of the same i'm still i'm feeling like it's kind of normal but not normal do you know what i mean
1: i hear you for sure it feels awkward right like and uncomfortable
0: because i see people at restaurants and i'm like yeah that's nice I won't be there, though. It's
1: like
0: the spacing is odd, too. So it just looks like an empty restaurant.
1: It's also, you don't, like, we don't have a cure for it, right? So really, we're only reopening because our cases are low, but not because we found a cure for it. So technically, you could still be carrying it or you can still be contaminated by it or infected by it or your stuff can be contaminated.
0: So one thing like today is our fifth day with no COVID related deaths. Yeah. Um, And I think there's only been 12 cases like within the past Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right. It doesn't mean there's not going to be a surge because there's already been a surge in different pockets, like, um, in Korea, in Japan, I think they're getting a second wave of it. China.
1: Yeah.
0: Who knows if it's a second wave, this could be their third wave. I was reading that there could have been, um, this disease in August as early as August. Right. So who knows? I I think this is so new rules and all that stuff is always changing.
1: Yeah. Like every day.
0: So for us, I feel like I, I just want to be on the safer side of things.
1: I hear you for sure. And, and this sorry. could
0: get into an argument. Oh, well, they got this wrong. They got this wrong. How they know they're right. It's like, yeah. uh, this is like a live micro virus. Like, no one knows. And it's new. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, I don't saying- want to get in arguments with people about that sort of thing.
1: It's not really worth it, you know. I think you just got to, like, just trust your own instinct in regards to that and just go with what you believe and try not to really, like, impose your ideas or your perspectives on other people too right because i think that's what really creates the tension and like differences of opinions that create conflict right
0: but you have to be respectful of totally what they're saying too because like i'm still a little bit weary of expanding like our social bubbles and like that yeah i'm okay with like open spaces um like we've seen each other now
1: yeah so we've Um, expanded our social bubble to each other
0: Yes,
1: and
0: <laughs> our families.
1: Yes, and our families. Um,
0: so, like your mom, your dad,
1: right? I've
0: seen you maybe three times total. Yeah. um Since this whole corner. for sure. So, I don't know even with my family. Like, I'm seeing the re second, maybe. Um, but it's it's a difficult conversation because I sometimes I tell, like, I, I remind my mom, like, we're not really supposed to be like hugging. Yeah. I think that well, that's was the out the window. Thing. It's so hard not to, and I don't want to yeah. be like, hey, mm, no hugging yeah and i feel bad like i don't want to say that any
1: yeah no she, i hear you she sure. also,
0: she's aware she's like well oh okay yeah it like, okay, doesn't matter we're in close proximity
1: yeah i know it's like eventually you have to like expand that social bubble and kind of like slowly ease the the rules of social distancing and all that stuff i think if it were strangers it'd be a different story but because they're a media family it's almost like you know, you, you kind of relax a bit more. but really- Yeah.
0: Well, I, I also am like really curious. Well, I guess more like nosy. I'm like, who have you seen? Who are you talking to? Who are they? Do you know yeah. who they talk to too? Yeah. And luckily like everyone's pretty much on lockdown and they're also concerned with the yeah. and stuff. They see each other and they see anyone else.
1: Yeah. You got to keep it safe. Yeah, for sure. And they're
0: not working in like medicine anymore. Like they're not in the hospital. So that lowers the risk too. Obviously. It's just so awkward.
1: I hear you for sure. And it, we don't really know when it is going to be safe to not be awkward either. So <laughs> until then, let's just continue to be awkward.
0: <laughs> awkward. i yeah. sweaty because I don't know when I'm supposed to bring something up. <laughs> like, where's uh, should you have a mask? Oh, is that a cough or a cold or is that allergies? You got to tell me right now. I
1: know, totally. Like, God forbid you have allergies right now. You just are going to be <laughs> looked at like a leper
0: like colvin costs a lot well yeah. like, you know because yeah. he also smokes yeah um so it's like no 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 not COVID. it's it's sweet <laughs> it's,
1: it's just sweet. the green it's, it's green. just the ganja
0: it's, <laughs> it's okay It's like, i'm safe i'm safe
1: yeah i feel like you know now that summer is pretty much come my boyfriend he's back oh so yeah <laughs> um what
0: a reunion
1: yeah if people are starting to relax more about the whole social distancing thing because when it's summer things are harder to resist so yeah
0: well everyone's wearing less clothes in the summer too
1: yeah i mean the stores are open and everything and slowly opening up and restaurants are opening up like life is slowly going back to what it was before so
0: so have you been on your apps at all like have you been on the dating apps
1: just tinder and to be honest it's it's i feel like i don't know if it's gotten worse or my patience has just rapidly decrease but i just feel like it's such a joke <laughs> just I don't, I don't understand how tinder works anymore maybe that's what it is like before it's like you match with somebody and you immediately start a conversation you get to know each other nowadays when you match with somebody nobody messages each other
0: oh so just like hey do we match cool that's all i wanted to know. yeah
1: literally it's more for the matches than for the actual connections and talking right like like I feel like I match with people. And then when I'm like, hey, how's it going? And try to start a conversation. I'm getting like one word answers.
0: Oh my gosh. Like, that's so lame.
1: It's like, hey, how's your day going? Good. And then I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna, I'm really not gonna make a fucking effort to carry a conversation. You matched me. I took the initiative and messaged you. And if you don't want to carry the conversation, then clearly you're just in it for the matches and not really looking for like, a connection, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you just don't see how many matches you get.
1: Yeah, either that, or it's like some guys, like, like you're looking for, you want to hook up, or you know that kind of shit. So,
0: and you're like, no, COVID. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally, it's like, no, you're you're not worth getting infected.
0: No. So so here's my question. I'm not on, I haven't seen those apps or haven't been on them. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But are people still saying like white Asians? Is that something you're seeing in the profile in these times?
1: So not uh, Tinder, not so much. Um, Yeah. So not so much like racial requests, but they'll kind of specify like, I like masculine men only (laughs) like that kind of shit. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. I don't or, get it. Uh,
1: like they don't oh, want like, fem- like feminine. Okay,
0: got it. So okay, got it, got it, got it. That's Feminine
1: so gays. <laughs> Sissies. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Okay, I know what you mean. I, I knew the moment you said feminine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also it's like you you go on you go on grinder and it's definitely a lot more um it's a lot more vocal in terms of what people are looking for, so you get a bit more of that on Grinder than you do on Tinder. Uh, but oftentimes people will are very specific, even down to like the role or the position they have in sex. So like, and Got they'll it. be like tops only or bottoms only. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. So that's not weird to be like um, masculine bottom.
1: <laughs> All right. No, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah, that exists too. You know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, masculine, straight acting guys only. And then they'll put like a down arrow for bottom. Okay. Yeah, it's like insane.
0: <laughs> grinder I find um like way more forward, I guess.
1: Oh, it's so I've seen forward. That
0: kind, kindly. Like I've seen the the um the advertisements on the bus bus not for <laughs> baby street.
1: Yeah, for grinder?
0: Is it grinder? No. What am I
1: there's another one, I can't remember oh, for- what it's called
0: is it squirt
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it's yep yeah, that is it i've not used squirt because yeah i no matter how hard i think i can i can't i can't do a hookup thing like that I just casual sex is just not for me it's yeah, too this one
0: is definitely like sexier
1: yeah it's like get the sex <laughs> and, squirt.
0: and it's just like, like, squirt
1: on they're super
0: like they're naked and then it's like maybe a bigger guy, like a burlier guy and then like a yeah, smaller guy. And it's totally. like my place or yours.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so direct. I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's not for everybody. And no, I,
0: it's definitely not. But everybody.
1: like grinder, dude, you think like saying that your bottom or top is direct? Try getting like a dick pick, like immediately. Is it a real
0: one or head? not just like an eggplant?
1: No, a real one.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Like what? And, yeah i feel like we have talked about this before but it's just like how does that make any sense it's wow. like hey hey how you doing good what are you doing just laying in bed he's like oh cool um yeah like how's your night going dick pic <laughs> you want to taste this
0: <laughs> yikes i'd be like you're rude <laughs>
1: yeah another guy's like hey he's like and i'm like hey and he's like oh yeah he's like you're really cute i'm like thanks and he's like you like to suck dick <laughs> dick pic.
0: So what do you do in those situations?
1: I don't say anything. I just stop talking to them.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never in my life have gotten
1: Oh, I'll send you some. No Not of okay. <laughs> the dick pics that I get on grind. Okay,
0: you're just like, my plates are yours.
1: I'm just so innocent and pure that I just can't I can't deal with it, you know?
0: Yeah, I know I'm so innocent.
1: I'm so, innocent. Yeah. so to summarize, uh yeah, Tinder is not That wasn't even
0: relevant. my question. I forget <laughs> what I asked. Oh yeah, yeah, the race preference in this yeah. day and age.
1: Yeah. It, yes, it's still relevant, just not as And then you're like dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's that's dating apps in a nutshell for me
0: god it sounds uh, awful if i thought it was bad before it sounds terrible
1: yeah it's not fun but yeah other than that it's you know it's whatever it's summer's here anyway so i already got a boyfriend a boo oh, yeah. for for the season so i'm good i'm yeah. gucci
0: summer boo boo yeah exactly yeah
1: like i said restaurants are opening up stores are opening up people are out and about um
0: have you gone to a restaurant
1: yet? Uh, just the only restaurant that I went to was when uh, we we went for dim sum.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the only restaurant I
1: went yeah. to. Disappointing dim sum, but it was good. It was good to see what the restaurants are like during these times.
0: You um, know, that's my sour. I've been hyping up dim sum in my head and in my life
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> since quarantine. And I was looking for a fucking sure thing. Uh, yeah. We would have gone to Sue Hangs or not Sue Hangs, Sun Sue Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: What's um, Sue Hangs? Oh, I that's that. That's, um, isn't that the restaurant on Gravel Street that's not there anymore?
1: Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, the weird little
0: anyway. one. Kieran on Alberni. I'm not afraid to call them out.
1: No, let's call them out. It sucks.
0: It was so bad. It was yeah. fine. Like, it was, it was okay. It, yeah. It was satisfied what I was looking for, but not really. I'm still like chasing my dim sum.
1: We'll get there eventually one day. Um but yeah, so
0: Yeah, COVID cases are down, deaths are down. Yes. Um I heard that Stanley Park they're considering to keep uh the the roads closed still to cars.
1: Heck yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um and or limited, so there's like one route they'd go. Yeah. So either way it's going to be little to no cars.
1: Yeah, and I think like British Columbia out of all the Canadian provinces is doing the best. Um and then in terms of Globally, New Zealand is 100% corona-free.
0: Yeah, look at which them. Is
1: really awesome. I think that's really great. Um, so yeah, I think that being said, like kind of going back to Vancouver and this kind of leads into something else. Um, with all the Black Lives Matter protests that have been going on the past week, I am feeling like we will see a spike in the infection rates once we get to like July
0: well, and remember, there's like the a
1: cause of the second wave
0: incubation period in that too, right? There was yeah. like two weeks. Actually, I also saw a study that said two days or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I think in that time span, we see another surge. Yeah, cases.
1: exactly. So you know, let's keep our eyes open and see what happens.
0: Only time will tell, and that's the thing with this with anything right now.
1: Yeah. So going. Kind of branching off of that, how are you doing with everything going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement that's happening?
0: Um, I'm not doing well, let's say. I've had, since it all has come out, I've given myself some time to not watch the news, not read up on any.
1: Yeah, it's hard.
0: I saw a little bit of the video and I read, um, so the video of George Floyd, I think. I don't think I need to explain. Yeah. But there's just one moment where he calls out to his mom i'm gonna start crying now and his mom died like two years and yeah it's three grown men on one map.
1: which is four. ridiculous yeah
0: it's it four because there's what four men um they've been charged now but um like i was just starting i started reading like this is sort of when the video came mm-hmm. uh, sort of his life he'd been working with like a ministry in Houston in third board um he's helping all these young men find the right path and he had moved to um Minneapolis right Minneapolis yes um for a ministry as well and like one of the guys he had helped or mentored he um was texting him and George Floyd had texted him back Is like oh, I'm working on this like ministry or whatever and um I'll be back and so mm-hmm. he was already planning his life and seeing his friends back in Houston
1: right weeks
0: before well you know what happened it's just it's too much I like I can't I think yeah. I've like internal or personal, I don't know how, what I've done mentally and physically and emotionally for myself. But like, I cry a lot.
1: It's just like too much. It's very overwhelming. Right. And I
0: feel bad for saying like too much too. Cause they live with that like every day.
1: Yeah. Like if it, if it's affecting you this bad, it's like, can you, you can imagine the impact? Yeah. But the thing is like, I'm not trying to normalize it, but it's like, I feel like they like, Black lives have been really pummeled so much by this type of like mistreatment and inequality that it's almost like they're used to it. Does that make sense?
0: Well, it's, it's like, like I, yeah, totally. I, it' Not used to it in that sense. It's just yeah, I like don't
1: know if that's the right word.
0: Something they know is a norm for them. Like I was reading this guy, I guess he had had a TikTok with these unspoken rules. Yeah. His mom had given him, like don't wear a hoodie out, never wear a wife or a yeah. do-rag at the same time. If you're shopping, make sure you only touch things you're interested in. Don't go in there browsing.
1: Yeah, like, exactly.
0: These were certain things and it's like if a police officer stops you, oblige. Like,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: It was just these things. So that's their... Reality, their their daily lives. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like that. I guess they're normal, but that's just how they live. I guess you're right to say. It sounds like such a weird way to say describe that. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, definitely. I hear you for sure. It just doesn't seem like it's how is that right. real? Yeah, how is that right? How is that real? Like how is this the reality? You know what I mean? But it's. I think like also it's like because it's happened so long and how it's never really been dealt with also like it ha- kind of has been normalized like when you look at the stuff you watch on tv um how the media portrays black lives it's it
0: oh yeah you know what i
1: mean it kind of normalizes it in a sense you know what? it paints it in a way that it's like well that's them that's how the situation is dealt with like this is normal. This is acceptable. You know what I mean?
0: Until there's a camera.
1: Yeah, until there's and a camera. Like,
0: oh no, that didn't happen. No, that guy was not like Aubrey. What's his name? Maud Aubrey. Um,
1: yeah, Maud Aubrey. Yeah.
0: He was jogging. And they yeah. thought this was a guy that was like robbing their neighborhood. Yeah. And he wasn't.
1: Totally. <laughs> like, he got hunted. Like they literally hunted him down.
0: Yeah. And then there's more videos that came out and they they used the N-word in him too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's like so heartbreaking. Imagine being the mom having to see that video.
1: Totally. It's like the fact that, I mean, it's heartbreaking and it's awful that it was caught on video, but I feel like it was needed to be caught on video. This needed to be exposed for people to see how fucking messed up it was in order for it to become what it was right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be solved in a day. It's not going to be, we're not going to be like, like, you know, hundred percent equal, but the fact that the, the emphasis of this, the impact of this, has had like at least in North America and globally too. I've seen like major Black Lives Movement protests happening in Asia and in, in Europe as well. Yeah. Like this is the start of something that's gonna get better. Back uh back in back in earlier in the year uh. I was I was with um, I was with Abby, former guest on the show. We had talked about, okay, so what is 2020 gonna be? Right? like what is what is 2020 gonna be the, the claim to fame for, right? And he had said, I think 2020 we're gonna we're gonna solve for eyesight or vision because 2020 vision. So he said, yeah. I think that might be oh. the like the solve for it. We may we may cure vision. And I was thinking about that last week about how we didn't really cure vision. But we are more; we can see better. Things yeah, are more we're seeing clear.
0: Things a little more clearly, yes, yeah.
1: We're seeing clearly. We're seeing things for what they are, and we're seeing the truth. And I think that, in a sense, is what twenty twenty is all about.
0: Yeah, it's definitely shedding a light on things maybe we'd ignored.
1: Yeah, exactly. What we didn't want to see. Yeah, compartmentalized. You know, just disregarded. Not necessarily ignore it, but just like avoid it because we didn't know what to do about it.
0: Well, now we can. we're yeah. locked in our homes. <laughs> we exactly, have no choice but to face all these things.
1: Yeah, so I just thought I'd share, you know, some insights into that. I just feel like we're we're at a point where twenty twenty is going to be like a really. I I feel like it's. I strongly feel like it's going to be a very monumental moment in history right now. I I know we should try and keep our podcasts light, so let's. <laughs> um,
0: but this is heavy times, too. I know we're yeah. a comedy podcast. Yeah, We we'll always try to be comedic.
1: Yeah. I think I think it's important, you know, being a podcast for people of color. Um, we should address these issues, and I think we need to. You know what I mean? And we've been addressing them from a nation perspective. But really, it should be larger than that. You know what I mean? Um, so
0: but I know we don't need to be, like, Black. To know what's happening to them is in jest yeah totally wrong yeah you know
1: i hear you so i mean like there's things you can do like instagram is one where you can just share the message share stories you know share education um join the protest you know write letters to your your local government or your your mayor um there's tons of things um I've been taking the approach of donating to charities. Uh, I want to recommend a few if you're looking at uh, places where you can um, donate. So the first one I'd recommend is Okra Project. So Okra Project is a uh, nonprofit organization for Black trans people who um, are low income or don't have money. And what they do is um, your donations go to bringing a Black trans chef uh, into the homes of these people to cook them a healthy meal and provide support for black trans folk. Um, so that's one of them. Is this
0: a local thing or
1: I think they're based in the US, unfortunately. Okay. So um another one that I donated to is the ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union. Um, they fight for a lot of like discrimination, um, racial discrimination, um, trans rights, LGBTQ plus, all that stuff. Um, so that's one. And then another one that I wanna call out is reclaim the block and then the one i'll also share is um black visions of minnesota so they also focus on the black lives movement in that area so just some ways you can help support i mean just check it out
0: yeah no that's that's good i've also been doing the same it's it's so hard to watch this from afar and then feel like you want to do something but you don't know what to do and i definitely do not want to be in the middle of a protest
1: yeah either And I get that. Like, it's not the safest either, right? It's not the most responsible as well, so.
0: Also, I'd want to be the box, too. If I'm going to throw that blackout Tuesday, I want to be able to back Back it up. up.
1: I hear you for sure.
0: that you put it out there. Yeah. And then what? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of, like, kind of, good thing that you brought that up, because I was saying, like, I think it's really important that when you see all these things being posted on Instagram, you understand what you're posting. Make sure that it's relevant, it's applicable, and that there's meaning behind it and you're backing it up. I find that a lot of people just post it for the sake of being trendy and not necessarily understanding why you're posting something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just saw this thing with Mark Wahlberg, he was posting this thing about, well, he posted, you know, Black Lives Matter and that picture of um and someone had retweet and be like, uh, yo, you have a whole Wikipedia section of all your hate crimes. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, it was like against, um, like black people or African-Americans and Vietnamese. Yeah. And he served time for that. And then he was pardoned like 26 years later.
1: This um, is Mark Wahlberg.
0: This is Mark Wahlberg.
1: Like but, the underwear guy, Mark Wahlberg.
0: Yeah. Like Marky Mark.
1: Oh my God. Back. Shit.
0: I knew about it. I still love him. Like, <laughs> he was young at the time. He was probably in a bad True. crowd. I don't know yeah. his life story. I yeah. understand people change. They have the yeah. bi- ability to change. He had asked for their forgiveness. Yeah. And then he was pardoned for those crimes. Whoa. But you know what? Good for those people for calling him out too. He had. Then he was like, he had to explain it and stuff. But like, because everyone should be accountable for all their fucking
1: shit. 100% and I think whenever you see things being posted on Instagram from like companies and stuff it's I think at this stage at this kind at this time it's really important that you read the comments and what people say because that can give you a different perspective into what this one influencer this one brand this one person is posting who has a lot of media presence because people are calling people out right now is a
0: Vancouver candle company
1: Let, let's move on to topics then
0: okay okay Okay. Topics. Vancouver Candle Company was posting about Black Lives Matter. Uh, I think one of their posts was uh, uh, the new Pantone color and it was like human race or something. Anyways, someone who had worked, she's a black woman, she works for, um, she has her own agency. Hold on, let me just pull up this article. So they're posting how they were like, you know, pro the movement, Black Lives Matter, that stuff. And then a Black business owner, she owns a PR agency, sales agency here, in, says she received messages from the owner of Vancouver um, defending the use of the N-word. So she had posted um, a series of text messages from someone in November. And it was like, Christina, is that you? Do you still live in this? Do you still have your store in Vancouver? If so I hope it burns down when you in it. You F-word, N-word. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know why I said F-word, but fucking the, use the N-word and then ha, ha, ha. And then a second screenshot was a message from the Vancouver number that was listed as um, every cattle company um, saying that, and she's explaining to them, because he was now defending the use of the N-word, saying like, it's in everyday music. And she goes, calling someone the N-word is not potty mouth. It's criminal. It's hate. Against the law to use hate to describe or intimidate see you're already confessing so you are a racist and he's like no I am not confessing anything I'm not a racist for God's sake I'm married to a brown man I have colored friends I'm far from a bigot what I was saying is that people say n-word all the time that doesn't make it okay Ban words he said and you can't ban words
1: fuck off yes fuck off oh my god that's his way of like backtracking almost you know what I mean you know
0: what's ridiculous too? It's like you can still be racist and marry racist against like black people and be married to a brown person. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally.
1: Just because you're married to a brown person doesn't mean you're immune and you can say racist things to other people of color. Like that's fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's it's so bullshit. And then his apology came later and then other things came out where he had like some said some anti-Semitic shit. And then he was like in a um, he's in a lawsuit since uh, 2017, because he's engaged in some aggressive marketing practices, um, bordering unethical, unethical, where he was like bashing another um, candle company, which affected their sales and their reputation. And so now he's like, "Hey, um, I'm really sorry about my actions." You know that regular spew they always shoot out. And now he's like stepping away from the company. But even if you're stepping away from the company, I'm sure you're still reaping the benefits of sales and all that bullshit.
1: For sure, definitely.
0: So Indigo dropped them. So this is the Vancouver Candle Company and other stores. Like I have a friend who's a rep and a lot of her little boutiques um, that she sells to, she has been hearing from them that they're dropping them too. And then I <laughs> right just was on their so. Instagram and like, I don't know, there's a, some joy I got get out of this. Yeah, like I where everyone's like canceled. Yeah. I, Oh, your shit's not awful anyways. Like, just and everyone's like like, like, ha ha ha, like all of this. Yeah. And they're like, we need to cancel this brand. And it's totally. like, yeah, I'm gonna For I've sure. bought from I've bought this brand before. It, yeah. It's just it's you know, local, you know, the say like neighborhoods, the names of their candles are neighborhoods around the city.
1: It's cute. It the thing is like it's one thing to it's okay, it's one thing to to have been racist you know or made racial racist remarks but realizing how fucked up you were and apologizing for it it's another thing to defend your racist remarks and try and like make up for it with some shitty excuse like oh well everybody uses it so it's okay so everybody's murdering does that mean you can murder somebody and it's okay like no you fucking idiot like it's
0: just like another example of i i you know like white privilege in that way it's like you can't do this you can't do that but i can say this
1: yeah exactly and it's also like ignorance he thinks it's okay that he can say it because well i made up for it by being married to a black guy i sorry, a brown guy
0: yeah and i have so many colored friends. yeah like that that doesn't
1: make you that doesn't absolve you from your stupid idiotic remarks
0: yeah his name is nick rabuchin
1: google him find him on instagram (laughs) (laughs) fine vancouver candle company let's tear this guy down but there is there's definitely a mob mentality going on right now for sure where any kind of dirt that gets pulled up on you you're going down and that kind of leads me to to my topic which is similar to what your what yours is um so if you haven't yet heard there's this Famous uh magazine called Bon Appetit, which is owned by Condé Nast. Um, I feel like I've talked about them in previous episodes. Yeah, because you, you
0: like their videos.
1: I love their videos. Their YouTube channel is what really put them on the map. They have an amazing cast. Um, so their editor in chief named Adam Rapaport uh recently resigned because some people found a photo of him dating back to dating back, I think, like thirteen years ago, of him in brownface. I think, at a costume party dressed up as a Puerto Rican. But that wasn't the main reason why he resigned. It was because that sparked dialogue that the people at Bon Appetit magazine were not compensating BIPOC equally than white people. So a lot of people were saying, one, sorry, one person on the YouTube channel, her name is Sola, posted that uh, BIPOC were not compensated for any of their video appearances, whereas white people were. Um, So that obviously spurred on the other people of color at Bon Appetit to speak out as well and call that shit out. So there's a lot of stories that are definitely popping up, but yeah. So that's why he resigned really is because a lot of more deeper racist discriminatory stories are being raised. Um, so yeah. Do I think he should have resigned? I think so. I mean, like if Adam was fully aware of all these racial issues that were going on and they were never addressed, then he needs to be held accountable for that because he is the editor in chief.
0: Yeah, he's a leader. He's, yeah, the, he's a leader. the head dude.
1: Yeah, so if it, my, I would not necessarily agree with it if the only reason why he resigned was because of the photo of him that was posted 13 or so years ago of him in brown face. Does that make sense? Like, I think, I think because people are so like in tune now and they're on this like vigilante kind of crusade on calling people out that they're just trying to find dirt on anything. Do I think that what he did was wrong and putting brown face? Definitely. But, that was thirteen years ago. Yeah. Were, were we as woke back then as we are now? I I don't know. I don't think so. Was it appropriate they did that? Definitely not. But it obviously didn't have the same backlash as it does now, you know what I mean?
0: Well, that just goes to show you fine, if you it was just brown face then and then everything was else was like he was equal. He, yeah. had, he had equal opportunity, different story.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But because there was like a division
1: yeah and then it it also like sparked even more dialogue about everything that was happening behind the scenes like that is the culmination of why he resigned i think i think there is a bit of like a people are kind of going a bit too far i feel like
0: yeah like jimmy fallon he did blackface on snl like 20 years ago yeah and i'm getting shit on for that
1: totally it's like where do we draw the line i get that it was ignorant don't get me wrong like black black brown face whatever face is never acceptable in any way but especially today, but back then, why wasn't, why wasn't it dealt with back then?
0: Yeah. And you're right. We weren't as woke and I think we were more like complacent with things we saw. It was just whatever. Yeah,
1: we just weren't as, and we also, I feel like back then people of color didn't have as much of a uh,
0: platform. platform. Or, exactly. Yeah, the support they get now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even Trudeau, right? Like, fuck, he got called out for, for having brown, uh, he dressed up as Aladdin, right? Was that what it was?
0: Uh, he it was like uh, Arabian Nights
1: or something. Yeah, he did and it he twice. Did blackface. Yeah, so. Yeah.
0: But see, if you go back now, yeah, sure, that was like twenty-five, even thirty years. No, how old is he? That was like when he was a teacher. Yeah, so exactly. Like, maybe this is like twenty-five years ago. Totally. Um, but when he had won the election, his cabinet was like multiracial, fifty percent women. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he's he's evolved from that. You know what I mean? He wasn't just like blackface racist. His whole cabinet was like white people and white mm-hmm. men. That'd be a different story when we found out he did blackface.
1: Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert. I don't know. I'm not either. Wrong, and I'm just, Let's I'm still clear. trying to figure it out.
0: We're not experts.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like we're both figuring it out. I, I think what's most important is that you're educating yourself every day and you're not jumping on the bandwagon as quickly. Like you're doing your due diligence, like read up on things, learn things, you know, understand what you're posting on social media and understand like where you stand in regards to all this and what you can do to influence and, and help improve the lives of people of color.
0: So a lot of things that are coming out to our um, employees or Uh, ex-employees of certain companies that are now like revealing the conditions of the waste and how racism um, exists and how they were like subject to certain things like refinery day nine remember that blog it was like huge it's still huge now i'd say um so the founder and ceo stepped out because a lot of um old employees and like current to say how toxic the environment is
1: oh for sure definitely yeah it was for them definitely i agree um a lot of brands right now are also being called out for like all the racial shit that racist shit that they're putting up with like anthropology just called out for labeling um, whenever they see a black person they they have a nickname for them they call them nickies so you have to like so like people like anthropology posted a black lives matter kind of thing and then one of the former workers was like are you not going to address the fact that you call black people nickies and you hardcore watch them and make sure they don't steal anything like is that just going to be swept under the rug? Yeah, like people are being called out.
0: No good, and i have got Good riddance.
1: Totally. Let's so, filter
0: all that bullshit out and I start you. shopping and supporting POCs. Yeah, just black communities, indigenous communities.
1: Hundred percent. It was really disappointing for me to to read about Bon Appetit, for example, because it was something that I really I valued their company, and it looked like they had a really good like racial diversity. But it just goes to show you that if there's a lot of shit behind the scenes that you don't see when, you look, when you're watching things.
0: No, I'm glad these employees um, or ex-employees are brave enough yeah. to come out that can't be easy.
1: Totally, definitely cannot be easy. Okay, I kind of want to go on to some educational points now that we're talking about like just educating yourself and understanding what you're posting and why you're posting. So one thing that I want to talk about was um, systemic racism which has been a huge thing that has been, you know, you see it on the news, you see it on Instagram posts, you see it on the, you hear it on the radio. And I just want to talk about what systemic racism is. So I learned about it through Instagram, actually. There's a, there's an account named Juvie Productions, J-U-V-E-E Productions. Um, And what they did was essentially do like a four minute clip on, systemic racism explain and they talk about how that is so relevant to black lives matters highly recommend it if you're looking to educate yourself more on what this is all about and why it's so important to know um, how this affected black lives it goes into pretty good detail but so i don't want to read it verbatim but essentially what it's boiled down to is something called um, redlining so they exemplify it by saying there's two people one rich person who's white one poor person that's black Um, They both live in neighborhoods that are side by side, but each neighbor is funded differently. So the black neighborhood is funded from uh, poor families and the white neighborhood is funded from rich families. So the school systems and the communities are all funded by property taxes. So when white people are paying their property taxes, they can afford more. So therefore, they're getting better quality school systems, better paid teachers, Better community servants uh, services, um, whereas Black people not as much money. Therefore, their property taxes aren't as high. Therefore, the quality services suffer. Um, so that's one example of systemic racism. Um, so how that all started was something called redlining, which I found was really interesting. This is obviously related to uh, like American history, but systemic racism and redlining exist in Canada. Redlining is essentially something that the government agencies did where they went through a city. And they kind of determined which areas were desirable and which areas were undesirable. And the undesirable areas were obviously the areas where many people of color lived. And the desirable areas are where obviously white people lived. And depending on which area you lived in, whether it was in a redlined area or not, that affected whether or not you could go to the bank and get funding. Um, so getting like investments, getting approved for a mortgage. And because banks did not approved people who lived in redlined areas that really prevented them from getting the same type of investments or the same type of financial support that the non-redlined areas got. And because of that, that's like a trickle effect, right? So if people of color or Black people specifically can't get the money to get outside of their, to invest in property outside of their areas, how are they supposed to grow as an individual and raise a family that's not constantly be held into these one areas does that make sense so far
0: yeah um i also saw a video of something like that because i didn't understand that either
1: so owning a home is it's it's a huge it's an investment that actually provides you more privilege to uh further your financial wealth um, so obviously the better your financial position the more likely that you're going to um, grow in different areas um for example if you want to go to school um, having some kind of financial health allows you to get student loans, but because you can't get funding or approval to own a house, you can't get the approval to get student loans to go to a school. Does that make sense so far?
0: Yeah, it's I, it does make sense.
1: Yeah. so therefore, black people are like even more behind because of because of that kind of blockage. And then tack on to that like post-secondary, colleges they prefer white people because of their education because of their privilege because they have um better access to to like financial support whereas black people don't so they're obviously not gonna they're not gonna accept students within that school does that make sense um i know like a lot of schools have a like you have to hire like diversity. Yeah, diversity things that have been included but this is like that's now but back then that didn't exist so I don't know if I should say black people are people of color, but they've been held back because of that. So they're automatically like twenty steps behind. Um, so that one black person who now say they're lucky enough where their family was able to raise enough money to buy a house, and the house allowed that child to get access into post secondary. Yeah,
0: good education.
1: Yeah, good education. He graduates. Now another another blockage is when they go out into the into the career field and try to get jobs. It's been historically and statistically proven that your name has a major influence on whether or not you get hired. So, black people with black names tend to get overlooked over a white person with a white name who has preferential selection. So, tack onto that, in addition, people of color tend to get paid less than white people as well. <laughs> so, in a sense, the system has already set up people of color to have the hardest chance to succeed based on everything and i think that is 100 percent relevant not only in america but in canada as well um our neighborhoods are broken up into white neighborhoods and like color neighborhoods um i think i think to say that systemic racism doesn't exist in canada is a lie um look at how we treated indigenous people for that matter like we give them their land back as a way to say like we're sorry but not really yeah not really you know what i mean like they have to govern it themselves nobody gives a shit about those areas and they're oftentimes stereotyped as like the ghettos
0: yeah there's some areas or some kiddies even up north who don't have I mean running water
1: yeah exactly like that was a huge thing kind of where a lot of the native indigenous lands did not have access to clean drinking water like how fucked up is that
0: it's it's so i don't even i don't even know where to begin i know i hear it like in the states and it happens in detroit but that's because of their like pollution and all that. They don't have cooking water. They're just not provided access to fix the pipes, to take care of water systems.
1: It's like it's being ignored. I
0: think a lot of their rights and their the issues that go down.
1: That's another huge thing, right? Like to unpack this is going to be like entire episode on its own. Yes. But I, I just want to kind of educate our listeners, you know, on like what is systemic racism and why is it important to understand how black people got to where they are and why, you know what I mean? It's not their fault. It's the system's fault.
0: I'm glad you shared that too, because I've been seeing it a lot. And it's also hard for me to articulate that it's almost, obviously everything's a hundred times
1: harder. 100%. And you just kind of see the handicaps that people are handed and it really puts things into perspective and helps you understand why it is the way it is. Um, So yeah, I'll just leave it at that one. I had a few other things that I want to talk about in regards to educating people i'll see those for other episodes but yeah that is systemic racism in a nutshell
0: Thank you. For, and I want to share that video too. We should share that on Instagram.
1: Do you want to go over one of yours? I know you had a really good one.
0: Yeah, I'll just touch on it. This could be something sweet for um, our listeners too. You guys to listen to later. Um, I really enjoy this podcast called Life Kit. Um, and their latest episode is about micro um, aggressions. They speak with, he's a writer. He um, studied or he's a professor of psychology at Jay, John Jay College of criminal justice. So he talks about micro and macro um, aggression. And I wasn't even sure what that really meant. Um, and he just describes it as like everyday, subtle, intentional, and often, oftentimes unintentional interactions or behaviors that indicate some sort of bias towards historically uh, marginalized groups. Um, so an example would be um, something I experienced when I lived in Manitoba. They're like, oh, I'd be talking to them. They're like, Oh, wow. You don't even have an accent. (laughs) Yeah. You speak English so well. like, yeah, I was born here.
1: Totally.
0: And that's something they're also not aware of.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, you know, Like, I think it's, I think this is so great. Like, I never knew, like, you notice these things, like you don't process them, you know? But they do, you internalize them, though, at the same time. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, because it's rubbing you the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it's like, I, I think one, like, one quick one that I can think of is like, oh, you're Chinese? You don't even look Chinese. Or you look half white. It's like, what does that fucking mean? You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: what does that mean?
1: Yeah, or, I don't know, it's like, oh, you're gay? You didn't even seem gay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what does that mean? yeah so that's one thing um he he talks about if like something say even like a close friend i know it's hard to talk to people about what sounds racism or like what things like that kind of conversation because it is uncomfortable yeah but one thing he's he recommended was just asking well what do you mean when someone says oh my god that's so gay yeah okay well well what do you mean by that so now yeah. they've got to unpack and they often take things back.
1: Totally. And
0: be like, oh, I don't mean it like
1: gay. Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> totally. like, I just thought it was like kind of sweet or a little soft. And then they're like, okay, well, that's a better way of describing it. Yeah. And, think, yeah. and like, oh, yeah, no, I guess so. Totally. And oftentimes – if you're comfortable talking to them about that, because like some people, it's not even worth their time. If They're like, oh, you fucking don't even sound like you're Chinese. It's like, I'm Filipino. Oh, no Chinese accent. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Does it matter? Like, yeah, sometimes it's know not your like
1: audience, it. for sure. 100%. Yeah. It's
0: like, I don't even want to fight with you. You fucking crazy man. But also he's, he could be well-intentioned. He, de- he doesn't even know it himself, because like a lot of this is like, you know, like almost inbreded in us like we're learning these things like jump out of the room and you're like i hate chinese people
1: yeah totally I i think it's like because this this whoever joe schmo has said it so many times without ever being questioned why they're saying it it's like they just assume that it's right it's like it's like like unbiased opinions like you just you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, but and, I love that. It's
0: like they don't feel like they're a bad person. No, so they're probably not a bad person. They just like are unaware of it.
1: Yeah, I hear. And you. so
0: one example he had was like some people because they've got these unbiased opinions or these opinions and they don't know where it's from. And they don't, they're not a bad person in that sense. Say like a black person. This is an example. He is like in an elevator with you. You maybe step back. Or like you hold your bag tighter and then you'll ask that person, like, why did you move back? And they're like, what? I moved back. Like they don't even know.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I- it's like
0: you almost can't be mad at that, but like to help them be like aware that was their action. Yeah,
1: I hear you. Definitely. And I think the moment, I think even just questioning it or making them clarify it creates like almost an impression that changes how often they'll use it. Like, I do fully believe that.
0: No, it's like, well, I think that's a good question. It's mm-hmm. not offensive and it's not harsh. It's like, oh, what do you mean by that? Yeah,
1: like, what does that mean? Oh, what
0: does that mean? Yeah. yeah, what does that mean?
1: It kind of reminds me back to when we had Babette as a guest on our episode and we were talking about colonialism and all that stuff and just oh, yeah. kind of questioning why we do what we do. But in this context, it's relevant. Like, why do we say what we say?
0: Yeah, like, that's retarded. Yeah,
1: that's retarded. <laughs> oh,
0: what do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. No. It's true. I'm constantly asking myself things too. Yeah.
1: I think it's important, you know, and it doesn't, just because you say it doesn't mean you're a bad person. You know what I mean? I think you're not a bad person if you, if you question and you try to learn what you're, what you're saying and how you're saying it. So.
0: So I won't, I won't say everything in this um, podcast. Cause it's only like, I think like 20 minutes or something. I'm really sure it's an easy listen. Um, but one thing um, I will mention is something he said about, it's not your place or it's not your responsibility to educate. No,
1: definitely. Yeah. Like I agree.
0: People of color are asked to educate white mm-hmm. people on these issues. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not, there's plenty of resources. Mm-hmm. You Google it. Um, and I saw an article like months ago um, where these two women, one's like a, like an Indian woman and one's a black woman. They host these um, dinner parties for white women so they can face their own biases yeah and racism their racist views because mm-hmm. they all don't see themselves as like a racist person yeah so this is it's like a dinner where they call them out on this shit and make them feel uncomfortable i love it well <laughs> um, maybe we'll talk about that in the next podcast but uh yeah i just wanted to put that out there and then he offers some advice at the end uh, which i thought was like really great i love just, it like,
1: please listen so to that's
0: me. Yeah, that's my sweet life kit um NPR. Yeah, it's a podcast.
1: Oh, oh do we move on to sweets?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Like cuz I think that ties into it. This one is like I don't have like a lot of like sweet things happening, I guess this is one of them. Okay. It's really easy to listen uh po- listen to podcast.
1: I just one fun fact before I move on to my suite. Um I know I said I would only focus on one thing, but I do want to just call this out because I know this was something that I didn't know until I actually googled it was what does BIPOC mean? Um, Oh my God, yes. Um, So I was like, I keep hearing it and I know what POC means, but what does bi mean? Like bisexual people of color? Uh, Yeah. Or biopic? Like, Like, I don't get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, when you texted me, I read it as biopic and I was like, but do I need this like biology, biography picture?
1: Yeah. And
0: then I read it again. I was like, okay.
1: So BIPOC stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Um and it's used to acknowledge that not all people of color are facing the same level of racism. Um so B I P O C specifically means that black indigenous people are ones who are more damaged by white supremacy, um, racial injustices, systematic racism, all that stuff. So it's really giving like a, a nod and like a fist pump to the black and indigenous people. So that's the fun fact for you. So in case you see it, now you know what it means.
0: Yeah, thank you for that.
1: Um, okay, so I'm going to move on to my
0: i want to read into that more. Actually, you know what? Before we go into yeah. that, yeah. Um, I wanted you to touch on Yellow Peril. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah. Because I've
0: been seeing that a lot, too.
1: Yeah, so there's been a lot of signs and Instagram stuff calling out Yellow Peril stands with, uh, what was it, Black Lives? Is that what? is that what the saying was? I can't yeah. remember 100%. And I was like, what does yellow peril mean? Like are, are yellow people under like some kind of issue going on right now? And when I googled it, um, I found out that yellow peril was a like a racist metaphor that was used uh, for East Asians. It was coined by a Russian sociologist named Jacques Novikov. Um in an essay that he wrote. uh, And essentially what Yellow Peril is, it was encouraging Europeans to not only stop East Asians from coming to the Western world, but to conquer and invade and colonize Asia, China specifically. Mm -hmm. So the way that it was presented was just signs of showing uh, Chinese people as like monsters and like kidnapping people and like just in a very ugly, ugly way. So um, yeah, that's what Yellow Peril was. I'm not a historian in any way, so please Google what Yellow Peril is for further context. But that's the gist of what Yellow Peril is. So it was definitely a racist thing. Um, It was a way to treat Asians, East Asians, as the villains, and to also further promote colonialism, enslavement, suppression, all that stuff.
0: It was yellow peril supports black power.
1: Yellow peril supports black power. Yeah. So, I mean, we yeah. obviously, I like. I'm not saying that yellow peril is more important than black lives, but if you ever see that, that's what it is. So yeah.
0: And if I hear anyone say all lives matter, oh I my might god,
1: give me an excuse. <laughs> give me an excuse. I definitely. I am on the oh, same Oh, I'm
0: dying to use these fists. Yeah. I took Taekwondo for years. <laughs>
1: yeah. Same. Watch me. Right, you know, roundhouse kick somebody. <laughs> for sure
0: you should see my kicks i'm really good at kicking still just so you know
1: my white yellow stripe belt is ready to unleash a whole whole volley of kicks on an all lives matter believer um so yeah
0: i challenge you i'm a green stripe oh
1: shit girl you hardcore (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) okay i'm gonna move on to my suite Okay, so my suite is... Uh, my suite... Okay, I have two suites. The first one is I highly recommend a documentary that was filmed in the 70s called Rosedale. Um, it's a documentary by Bob Moyles. I think that's his name. Bill Moyers, sorry. Um, I posted a clip of it on Instagram. I'm sh- if, And when you see that clip, I'm sure you will have recognized it because it's all over Instagram right now. But it was... A documentary that was based on a community just north of JFK Airport in New York, um, that was that was kind of built and uh, made for white people. And what documents is um, when a family, a middle class black family, moves into this white, predominantly white neighborhood, and the blatant racism that happens during their period living in Rosedale, Queens. And just for the record, Rosedale now. I think is like 80 to 90%. It's like 80% black, 20% like other ethnicity and 10% white. So that's today. But back then it was all white. um, And it would, they did their best to keep uh, black people out of this community. So it's a great documentary. It's on YouTube. Um, There's some really sad scenes in it, especially when you see how racist people are to the black kids, but I highly recommend it. So that's my one suite. Um, do you wanna share a suite, Jess? Or
0: yeah, you know what? I, I'll have a another TV suite yeah. or viewing suite. Um on Prime Video, yeah. they have a stand up by I forgot his name, uh Jimmy O Yang. Oh yeah,
1: I gotta watch that.
0: You should watch it. It's funny. Yeah. Like we were hurling and it was just like a good watch.
1: Yeah, gotta 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 support, you know, Asians in on TV. You
0: Which know? is isn't TV and comedy, and this isn't like your, you know, easy race yeah. kind of comedy either. Sure, there's maybe a little it touches on it a little bit, but it's not primarily that.
1: Yeah, I watched a clip of it uh, on YouTube, and it's definitely on my list. I'll probably watch it tonight or tomorrow, so... We'll chat about okay, you. I
0: have another recommendation. Yeah. If you are if you were a big like Backstreet Boy or NSync fan yeah. back in the day, um, or actually any of the boy bands, there's a documentary that came out like a year and a half ago. It was about Lou Pearlman. I don't know. Do you know who Lou Pearlman no, is? He's the one who like um, formed all these bands, okay, like Got It Black Boys, one of them, and Sync, and these other bands that happened afterwards, and the show making of the band back on ABC back in the, you know, I stayed home on Friday nights for this show. <laughs> anyway, so they talked about that a little bit, um, and just like how he is not a good person, uh, it was like a Lance Bass produced document, and you'll see Adrian Lane and Lance and their parents in it too. So what's it called? Uh, I think it's called the Lou Pearlman story.
1: The Lou Perlman story. Okay. And it's on Netflix or what?
0: It's on. Oh, sorry. It's on YouTube. It's a, one of those like YouTube documentaries. Oh, nice.
1: I will add that to my list oh, of things to watch.
0: The Boy Band Con, the Lou Perlman story. It's so good.
1: It's
0: <laughs> good. And it like really takes you back to being, you know, 16.
1: Okay. I have one more and I think you're going to love this, Jess. On 833 Granville Street right by the busy intersection of Granville and Robson Street. Got it.
0: Got it. I'm writing
1: the ad. <gasps> the opening. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had Jollibee, so I don't know what all the hype is about, but Vancouver is frothing at the mouth. For it's Jollibee. about
0: downtime. It's totally about downtime. I would say first thing on the menu um, is do the fried chicken. And then yeah, bread. the
1: fried chicken. That's what everybody's talking about. Yeah, And then the, Apparently like the sides are really good too.
0: Yes. I always definitely get the sweet spaghetti. Like I'm not huge in things being too sweet, but I don't mind my spaghetti being sugar.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I heard, I heard Jolly. That's what I know Jolly before. Well, I've heard of Jolly before is their sweet spaghetti. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying some fried chicken and yeah, some and sweet spaghetti. Um, so, Narcity.com They said, Jollibee confirmed to Narcity over email that a location will be open in Vancouver right in the heart of the city. However, they still have no details as to when exactly it'll be open, what will be on the menu, or what it will be like. So, yeah. More to come. But just thought I'd share that because I know oh
0: my gosh, you yes.
1: are a Filipina.
0: Mm-hmm, I sure am. Proud of it.
1: Jollibee is a Filipino-owned philippine x owned um yeah company
0: yeah chain it's like a chain yeah they have a couple locations uh, i think there's two in canada and a few in the states
1: yeah they i think in the prairies they have a couple Jollibee locations but not in vancouver not yet at least but i'm excited to try it all right well you know i didn't think we would go over but we definitely made this episode a bit longer um but you know what? That's okay. I I feel like I didn't get to cover as much as I wanted to talk about. But there's just so much to unpack with all this that you know, let's let's unpack slowly each episode. You know what I mean? Okay. I think that wraps up episode forty. Can you believe forty episodes? Where we've done forty episodes.
0: I know. You know what? When we first started this, drunk and all.
1: <laughs> yeah. I never
0: thought we would make it past like twenty. To be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, think I think this is great.
0: It's hard to keep up a little bit, and then. And then we just made it happen.
1: Yep. You know, through thick and thin, we made it through. So episode 40. And we have definitely evolved. You know,
0: as long as it's, like, fun for the both of us still, like, why not?
1: Yeah. This is exactly. a nice, like, yeah. time
0: stamp for us maybe to look back on, for Issa to look back on.
1: 100%. And who knows what will come of this. Next thing you know, you know, we'll be famous.
0: strong <laughs> answer.
1: You know it. Fisherman's friends.
0: Yeah. I'm still a fan. Fisherman's mm. friends. Okay. So as we do. That was episode four zero. We are kind of a hero. Oh. That's good. Looking for the sponsorship. Like one on maybe a fisherman ship.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. That was episode mm-hmm. 40. Uh, as always, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only. Only nice reviews, please, because we're sent um,
0: good.
1: <laughs> follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604. And remember, you don't have to listen to us on just one uh, place where you get your podcast, but you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast: Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, wherever, whenever. Until next time. Toodaloo. Adios. Bye. Be safe. What does this
0: Bonnie say? She's like, be safe, be cool.
1: Be safe, (laughs) be be cool. And yeah, yada, yada, yada. Stay safe, stay sane, stay sanitized. That's fine. And And sexy. Stay sexy sexy too. sexy, especially sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye.
0: Bye.